You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Jehovah Lord, we give you praise, Jehovah Lord. We worship you, King of Glory. This is Jacob. This is the Jacob that seeks your face, the generation of those who seek your face. We seek you. Not only your hands, we seek you. Father, this worship is not from our mouth, it's from our hearts. Oh Lord Jesus, and we pour it out as an offering before you. As an offering, we pour it before you that we may know more of you. That we may be more like you. That we may grow more into you. Lord, we are those who pant after you like the deer pants for the rivers of water. Lord God, we are not satisfied to hear your songs or to speak your words just, just so people can hear us. No, we want to be those whose hearts are intertwined with yours. Lord, we pray, Jesus Christ, that you will draw us more and more into you. As we worship, as we fellowship with you that you will draw us more and more into you. In the name of Jesus Christ, open our eyes, Lord God, to the mysteries in heaven above, that it will shape the way we run our race on earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, show us your ways, O Lord. Show us your ways. Draw us into the house of worship. Let us behold your glory. Draw us into your temple, O Lord Jesus. Bring us into the place where we begin to hear things that you hear, the things that made you did, the things that you did, that our lives begin to conform more and more to yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, help our souls, help our lives. Let us be serious with our work with you. Lord God, we are tired of empty Christianity. We are tired of paying lip service to serving you. Lord Jesus Christ, let our hearts be broken for you. For you, Lord, let our hearts be broken. In the name of Jesus, we are here. Lord, send us to do your errands. Lord God, our feet are ready to run for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we consecrate ourselves again. In your presence, Lord, we consecrate ourselves again. And say, Lord, use us. Use us for your glory. We surrender ourselves unto you. That you make us ready vessels to carry out your mandate in these end times. In the name of Jesus Christ. As your word proceeds, Jehovah, Lord, let it proceed with light. Let it proceed with fire. Let it accomplish all that you sent it to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. That which is life itself. The word that you speak to us. Those words that are spirit and the life. Lord God, let us rush into us. And let us receive a new understanding and live life differently in the name of jesus christ blessed be your holy name father in jesus mighty name we pray shout to the lord give the lord a big shout give the lord a big hand celebrate jesus it's a privilege to be alive today this first saturday in the month of september the lord has seen us through the first eight months of this year and it is not by accident that we are standing it is not by luck it is not by coincidence we are here because the lord kept us i want you to rejoice in your heart knowing that because the lord has kept you to be among the living he has a purpose and plan for you and i pray that in this month you will not only find that purpose and plan you will key into it and fulfill it every kind of resource you will need including direction and instruction and guidance and righteousness everything you need to fulfill that mandate that the lord will bring it your way in the name of jesus christ this morning i go very quickly and i want to start by saying thank you for joining us again we do not take this for granted many of us who also spread this message to others who bring others to be part of those who drink from this brook. May the Lord bless you. You know yourselves. Every work that you have done in secret, may the Lord reward you in open in the name of Jesus. Those contributions that you are making to the kingdom work, may they never go unrewarded in the name of Jesus Christ. It might seem little to you, 
but the Lord is taking that record and saying this person did so 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 and so towards the furtherance of the word of God you will not lose your reward in the name of Jesus and to the beautiful new wine team behind the scene making this happen may the Lord take you from strength to strength from glory to glory from grace to greater grace in the name of Jesus Christ we begin this month with a new series the series that I've captured the army of God the army of God and our topic today is we are recruiting. I'm saying we because I'm part of the army and I believe you are part of the army. I believe there are many other people who are not part of the army who are also here. And many people who are not part of the army who will hear these messages later because you are going to push it out to them. So this is for us. This month's message is not for babies. Much as we know that babies are also part of the body of Christ. And we are happy to bet new people in the kingdom to bring them to the knowledge of christ to ask them to give their lives to christ to be born again in the kingdom everyone of course gets born as a baby in this kingdom nobody was born grown born adult were born as babes into this kingdom and we began to grow by feasting on the word of god and by fellowship with others we began to learn the ways of the kingdom learn the language of the kingdom learn everything about the kingdom but a time comes where we move from that level and we begin to take responsibility. To take responsibility. So this series is for those who are ready to take responsibility for the family business. The family business is a kingdom business. So this message, this, this month, please, if it's coming to you hard, know that it's to challenge you. If peradventure you are still a baby, in the Lord, you are new to the Lord and you are here. Please feel welcome, feel free. Begin to learn these things too because we grow by this. We grow by this. We grow by this. And you are not too young to enlist in the army on the basis of age, but on the basis of being in the kingdom. Maybe you have not yet grown or seen some things. Don't rush. Sit down. Listen. Absorb. And the Lord will bless you too in the name of Jesus Christ. Why is this series so important? I've observed with a lot of pain and contemplation in my heart. I see many, many, many of us Christians, many of us, we are used to a life of defeat. So used to it. Every single day, the enemy slaps us. The, of course, when I say enemy, it's not just Satan. <laughs> sometimes the word system, sometimes is our own flesh, is ourself, is the system around us. That slaps us and we feel so helpless as if we have no helper because we have not understood the provisions for victory that is available to us as children of God. As children of God, we don't know that actually we were created to have dominion and have victory over this. So we make it look like it's normal, it's natural. It's natural to just be rising and falling. It's natural to just be carried away by every wind of doctrine. It's natural to go from hot to cold in 24 hours. Only you. It is not the way it was designed. We were designed to walk in victory. 24-7 to walk in victory. To have dominion. To carry the life of God. To exemplify the victory that is in Christ Jesus. Because we are on the battlefield and things keep flying at us day and night, they hit us and we fall down. We, we rise again and we fall down because we have not understood the provisions that are made available to us. 
very quick to give excuse. Oh, as long as we are in this flesh, we will continue to be defeated. Who told you we will continue to be, to be defeated? Was Jesus defeated? Humanity did not mean that he was defeated. He was able to leverage his spiritual side. And that spiritual nature, that spiritual life, that's the way he has given it to us. What's our excuse? It's time to wake up, friends. It's time to get up. It's time to begin to walk into those possibilities that are available to us. Those who are getting matured in the kingdom. Those who are ready to take responsibility. Of course, not for babies. Because nobody involves babies in very serious business of the kingdom. We see in our system today, in the world today, we see Satan and his, you know, his demons and the structures, the world system. We see them running everywhere, running everything down. They look like they are the champions, undefeated champions. Why? It's not as if God's army doesn't exist. God's army is here, only that we are lean. We are not strategic. Even though we are equipped, we are not well trained. And many, many, many of us are grossly unmotivated. No motivation at all. So, my purpose for this series, and I pray God will help me, that God will help me. My objectives, number one, to raise more recruits into God's army. Because this army is getting leaner and leaner by the day. More recruits. That's why we say we are recruiting. We are recruiting. This army is recruiting. We see our people leaving camp. We are recruiting. Our people are decamping. We need more people to come. We are recruiting. Because the war is still going on. It has not stopped. Even though they seem to be beating us, the war system seems to be beating us. We know that victory is available to us. But we need more people to join in. There's a lot of work to do. Number two purpose for this series. I pray and I hope by the grace of God that I will be able to turn our face away from the many things we do without understanding why. You know we talk about weapons, weapons, weapons. When you hear about the army of God, the first thing that comes to your mind is weapon, weapon. I want to be able to turn our eyes at least for a moment away from the weapons and turn it to strategy. Because it's strategy that wins wars. More than weapons. It's strategies that win wars. Finally, then we now look at those weapons. How do we master the use of those weapons? What is their purpose? Let's go to our text for the month. I picked the text from the book of Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 10. I'm going to read from verse 10, run it all the way to, say, verse 19. Bible says, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against blood and flesh, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having gathered your ways with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, 
and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that all trans may be given to me that i may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in chains that in it i may speak boldly as i ought to speak as i ought to speak this will be our text for the month as god will give us grace we may or may not read this text every Saturday this month. But as we focus on today, we focus on recruitment. We are recruiting. Everyone is screaming, we are recruiting. We are recruiting. And somebody is saying, what's going on? Let's explain what's going on. What's going on is that there is spiritual warfare going on. We are in war. War. War is going on. Unfortunately, many of us are not aware. That a war is going on. Go with me to the book of Revelations. I'm going to read Revelations chapter 12. Let's go. The Bible says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, traveling in birth. And pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. You see, the Bible said there was one wonder. A woman was about to give birth. And there was another wonder, verse 3. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon the head. And he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven. By now, those who study the Bible will understand the imagery that is being used here. If you don't read this text carefully, you will not understand what is going on in this writing. This writing is both future and past together. Weaving them together. Picking symbolism in the past and throwing symbolism in the future together. It says, And the tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. You know, it mentioned a dragon. It said a big red dragon with seven heads, seven crowns on those heads, and ten horns. It said, and the dragon uses tail to remove ten stars. To remove a third. One third of the stars in heaven. Speaking about angelic celestial beings. Guess who was the person who mobilized one third of the army of heaven? Let's go. Let's go. Bible says, uh, it drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. For to devour our child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was cut up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness. The woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God. That they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. This is another quote. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do this today. Let me just focus on reading. One thousand two hundred and three score days and there was war in heaven michael listen he says there was war in heaven a battle has been going on long 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 time ago before we were born he said there was war in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels 
So he said Michael introduced there as a captain in heaven. Somebody fighting in the army of God. A prince. A leader. A general in the army of God. He said and he had his own team of angels. Fighter angels. Angel armies. Fighting alongside Michael. Fighting against the dragon. And the dragon's angels. The Bible says. And they prevailed not. They prevailed not. I said neither was there found a place for them anymore in heaven and the great dragon was cast out the old serpent called the devil and satan which deceives the old world he was cast onto the earth and his angels were cast out with him and i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come the salvation and strength and kingdom of our god and the power of his christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accuses them before our god day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death therefore rejoice ye evils and ye that dwell in them woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has for a short time verse 13 the bible says and when the dragon saw that he was cast down onto the earth he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child and so the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into a place where she has been nourished time and times and after time from the face of the serpent 15 says and the serpent cast out from his mouth what has the flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood but the bible says when the enemy shall come like a flood it said the spirit of the lord shall raise a standard against them so the flood cannot take the woman he can't take the child the bible said the child was withdrawn and taken to heaven and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth and the dragon was wrought with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of our seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. This is what is going on. A war that has transcended time. This war started long ago. This war is still going on. This war will continue to happen and terminate at the end of age. The Bible says this war between good and evil has always been there. It has always, it will not stop. If you read verse 9 and 10 that we read earlier, it talked about Satan being the leader of the force of evil upon the earth. The leader trying to wage war against the woman, against her child, and against the other seeds that came from the woman. Of course, everything here is symbolism. This is all about speaking about the plan of redemption that God had and still has for humanity by bringing Jesus the seed of the woman the Bible says and there he is seated with God because God took him he is God's son that seed of the woman is God's son but the Bible says having seen that the devil could not defeat the son and he could not defeat the woman the Bible says he began to frustrate every other seed of the woman with anger verse 11 says God's army overcame by the blood of Jesus and their bravery in Matadon. What we read to be the testimony is actually talking about how they allowed themselves to be martyred. How they did not care about their lives. How they were ready to die if it was possible. He said they fought bravely. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by 
the words of their testimony that is they were ready to be martyred for what they believed in seeing that his time is so short the devil is now critically angry wrathful against god's children against the army say if i cannot win the celestial army angel michael and his and his boys they have defeated me and evicted me from heaven i've come to earth where is the the one who will stop me who are those people where is the earthly army the terrestrial army that will stop me so the devil is angry and is fighting tooth and nail there is still a war going on this war is still here till today but you see if you if you if you see what's going on here this war started in heaven this war has now moved to earth there is an angelic army that is the celestial army of god of course there are those demonic forces of the devil his own army to spiritual army which we read about in ephesians chapter 6 just now his spiritual army he said but now that devil has been banished to earth as he has come to earth with his spiritual army he is recruiting terrestrial army so what the spiritual army cannot do because they don't have body he will recruit people that have body able-bodied men and women boys and girls young and old of every nation and every tribe and every language he recruits them into his army to fight the siege of his of this woman who have the army basement on earth so as god has his army up there in heaven the celestial army he also has his own terrestrial army on the ground if you go to the book of joshua chapter 5 verse 13 to 15 bible said joshua was keeping night watch and one day he saw somebody with a sword someone with a sword and he went to meet him sir are you for us i guess i said none i'm for heaven but i've been sent to help you to give you strategy even though i'm carrying a weapon in my hand i've come to give you strategy strategy to win this battle of jericho I've come to give you strategy. He said, I'm the captain of the army of God. Captain. Captain of the army of God. So, there is rank in heaven. In the army of God. But of course, upon earth, he met Joshua. A member of the terrestrial army of God. Prosecuting the will of God. At that time, in that generation. So, in every generation, God has army. God has generals. He has his soldiers problem is most of the time the army of god on earth is not as serious as the army of god in heaven the army of god on earth is like the army we saw in the book of first samuel chapter 17 the bible says uh, let me let me read this first samuel first samuel 17 all right um, verse 26 yeah. Bible says, Then David spoke to the man who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So, the people who were fighting in the army of Saul were described here by David and rightfully so as the armies of the living God. But this army, you and I know, they are a very unserious army. Very, very unserious army. So the army of God today, we are like that army. No motivation. 
the soldiers were hiding. Whenever Goliath came out, the Bible said Goliath came out for 40 days and 40 nights. Once in the morning, once in the evening. And Goliath will shout and insult them. And insult their God. And nobody could stand up. It was a very timid army. They were hiding. Soldiers were decamping. The king, who was the leader of the army, was not on the field. He was in the tents. Even when somebody volunteered, he was trying to discourage David that volunteered. He said, I know that me, I'm, I can't fight. I'm not fit to fight. But you don't go and fight. It's better they should be insulting God. It's better our editing should be taken. The Philistines said, see, if I defeat you, you and your kind, you will become our slaves. He said, it's better. Rather than fight and take a chance. He said, it's better. This army, they are like soldiers who like to go on strike. Today, what do we see with God's army on earth? We are fighting each other instead of fighting the enemy. Of course, that's why we see that the other army, the terrestrial and spiritual army of Satan, they are winning the war. Today, because I don't know what else you will say, look at the level of our spirituality. Look at the level of our morality as a people, even inside church. Look at our institutions. Our families, our schools, our courts, politics, business, whatever it is. Look at everything. Has it not collapsed? There is a battle going on, combating us, pushing us back, forcing alien ideologies onto our mind. Turning us away from the Lord, even though we are still in the church. Turning us away from the Lord, winning souls in the church. And you say the army of the enemy is not winning. This is why we are recruiting. We need more people to stand for the Lord. Who is on the Lord's side? People are decamping from the Lord's side. They are chasing money. They are chasing values. Other valuable things. They are chasing fame. They are chasing whatever else. But the face of God. But the will of God. But the interest of the kingdom. Chasing everything else. What is going on? The war has not ended. The war is still still long. It has not ended. If you go to Revelation chapter... 19. This war, it has not stopped. It is still going on. If you, let me start from verse um, 11. Verse 11, Revelation chapter 19. Bible says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called faithful and true. Of course, that's Jesus. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Hallelujah. Bible says in verse 14, And the armies which were in heaven, you see, I was talking earlier, that there is an army in heaven. Of course, there is an army on earth and it is into that I'm calling you today to become a recruit. That we are recruiting into that army on earth. He says, the armies in heaven followed him upon the white horses, clothed in a fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule over them with a rod of iron and tread the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the almighty God. And he has on his vesture, on his thigh, a name written, King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. He said, I'm going to make a feast. 
Guess what is going to be the dinner? He says, that ye may eat the flesh of the kings, and of the flesh of the captains, and of the flesh of the mighty men, and of the flesh of the horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both great and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth, and their armies. They too came with their armies. They came with their spiritual armies. They came with their terrestrial armies. The Bible says, and they were gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken. He said their leader was arrested. You see, when you defeat an army, you arrest their leader. To just show that you have overcome. When David killed Goliath, the rest ran away because the leader had been brought down. The Bible says, and the beast was taken. And within the first prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the earth, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and the fowls of the earth were filled with their flesh. The Bible said, This war will end with victory. And the victory will happen when the commander of our own army, the commander of the angel armies, he will name his faithful and true, he will rise upon the white horse, we come with an army from heaven. Army of the raptured and the ones who have been made perfect before. We shall come together with him and destroy the armies of the beast and of the fake prophets. And he will be arrested. This is when this war will be ended. And this war will end in the defeat of the army of the enemy. But before that happens, we need to recruit. We need to recruit a people for the Lord. Because God is still recruiting. We are recruiting. We are looking for those who are on the Lord's side. Moses said in the wilderness, who is on the Lord's side? He said, if you're on the Lord's side, come to my side. Because I'm on the Lord's side. We are recruiting. This army of the Lord upon the earth is lean. This army is not motivated. People are leaving this army. People are backsliding in this army. Because it's tough to stay in this army. But as it is tough, it is also beneficial. Because members of this army are destined to overcome. We have the capacity, we have the grace, equipping and training to overcome. And when we do overcome, there are benefits that accrue to us. Benefits accrue to us. Because we are on the Lord's side. We are on the Lord's side and we have victory in Christ Jesus. So no matter what battalion you are fighting in. And for many of us listening this morning, maybe you are already part of the army. But somehow you don't understand what's going on. You don't see the big picture. Next week I will tell us the big picture. The big picture of being in this army. The big picture about this war. The strategy for winning this war. I will tell us next week. You are in different battalions and you are saying in my battalion it's okay to just be neutral. It's not okay to be neutral. It's either you, you win or you are won. It's either you are a victor or you become vanquished. This is the way this kind of war happens. There are no prisoners. There are only dead people or conquerors, overcomers, overcomers. So God said you can overcome if you walk in this army and stay with me. Following my lead. Because I myself am a man of war. Jesus. He said he is an overcomer. The way I overcame. You too can overcome. He said if you fight alongside. He who has overcome. He said you too you will overcome. Uh huh. You will overcome. Let me read for us. Um, Exodus chapter. 15. Verse 3. 
Exodus 15. Let me start from verse 1. The Bible says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. God himself is an overcomer in this army. He not only fights, he wins. He said, God has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider, he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. See verse 3. Say, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord himself is a captain. He's a general. He's a warrior. He said, come. I'm a, and I'm overcomer. Come and join me and learn how to overcome in this army. Let us fight together. Let's fight together because there's reward for fighting in this battle with me. Standing on my side is rewarding. Bible speaking copiously in the book of Revelations. He said, those who overcome. And by the way, not everybody will overcome. Hmm? Hello? He said, unto those that overcome. He said, I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. Can we go quickly to the benefits of joining this army and the benefits of overcoming? Go with me to the book of Revelations. Let's start from um, chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. Bible talked about different, different churches. If you like, different battalions. Because everyone who is a member of the body of Christ can be recruited into the army. Once they become mature, they can be recruited into this army. These are the benefits. The first church here is the first church of the uh, Ephesians. The church in Ephesus. Let me go to verse um, verse 7. Revelations 2 verse 7. The Bible says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes. Somebody say overcomes. To him that overcomes, will I give to it of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Do you remember the tree of life? The tree that Adam did not remember to eat. He neglected the tree of life and went to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he was banished from the presence of God. He said that tree of life is still there. We didn't remove the garden. Only that we have obscured it from the sight of man. And we have put an angel. The Bible said they put there a cherub. And he put a flaming sword going in every direction. That nobody can enter the place without access. He put a bouncer there. He said you can't enter. You can't enter. He said but those who overcome. I will not only grant you access to paradise. He said that tree of life. You will eat it. Why? Because you have fought and you have overcome. Nobody overcomes without fighting. Hello? It means that there is a battle. You have engaged in battle. You have entered warfare. And you have received victory. You have overcome. You have endured hardship as a soldier of Christ. He said one of the benefits of overcoming. Of fighting as a soldier in my army. He said is that you have privileged access. To this exotic fruit. The tree of life. You will eat of the fruit. That's not all. Go to um, verse 11 of the same. Ephesians, I mean, Revelation chapter 2. He was speaking to the church in Spina. He says, He that has an ear, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. 
He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. He said, I will grant you exemption from the second death. If you overcome, you see, this one is very tricky. Are we saying only soldiers we escape the second death? What about the babies? And this is why it's dangerous to be a baby in Christ. This is why it's very dangerous to remain a baby. Once you become a baby, first Peter 2 2, he said, begin to feed. The elders around them begin to force feed them. Feed them. Let them grow so that they can quickly join the army. It's a dangerous thing to be a baby on the battlefield. War front. You want to be a baby. Very dangerous. He says, those who overcome will escape second death. Wait a minute. I thought those who escape second death are those whose names are written in the book of life. Those who the Lamb himself has redeemed and preserved. Those that he has presented as his bride. They are the ones who will escape second death. He said, the ones who overcome. Meaning, 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 meaning. That everyone who is a believer should aspire to work in the army. And strive to overcome. Then you will escape second death. He said, otherwise, you will have the same experience. The same destiny and destination. Like those who were even never in the fold. Because you have refused to overcome. You have refused to fight. And for you to fight, you must first grow. Are you seeing the gravity of what we are talking about? Don't say, this message is not for me. It's only for serious Christians. It's only for the ones who have grown. It's only for the ones who have been around long, long in Christ. No, it's for everyone that wants to escape the second death. That is going to hell in simple English. Bible says in the book of Revelations, I think 2015, he said, Those whose names are not found in the book of life, he said they were cast into the lake of fire. I said, This is the second death. So, this is serious. Every believer a soldier, every soldier a believer. This should be the mantra. Not that all let some people. The pastor Jenkins of this world, let them go and fight on our behalf. We will hold our peace. Ah, uh-uh, ah, you are making a mistake. He says, Those who overcome, they will be the ones to escape the second death. Grow up, friends. Grow up. Grow up and join the army so that you can overcome and escape the second death. To the church in Pergamos, in verse 17. He said, there is another benefit for those who overcome. That is those who join the army and fight and overcome. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes, will I give to it of the eating manna. And will give him a white stone. And in the stone a new name written, which no man knows except the person receiving it. He said, I will give you something. You that are fighting in the battalion called Pegamos, I will give you something. If you win, I will give you something. This is what you win for overcoming. You will eat the eating manna. Bible says, God fed Israel spiritually by pouring manna twice a day, in the morning and in the evening. And of course, you will put double portion on the day before the Sabbath, the day of preparation. And when they entered, they are promised now. He said the man has ceased. But say we eat some part of it. We kept some part of it. Bible says those who overcome. You have read in your Bible. You have read manna, 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 manna. He said I will give you of that. 
delicious, exotic delicacy. I will grant access to you. You will eat it too. You will eat the food of the angels. You will eat it too. He said, not only that, I will give you a gemstone. And on that gemstone, I will put a coded name. A name that only you and I will know. A special name. He said, you will be given. Those who overcome, there are more benefits. There are more benefits. Go to verse 26. Verse 26. It says this to the church in Tartira. It says, and he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end in will i give the power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall be broken to shivers even as i receive of my fathers he says see in the world to come when he says nations there he's not talking about yugoslavia or nigeria or togo he says in the world to come the tribes of the people the different uh, civilizations he said i will make you a ruler over them a ruler over them you shall be a ruler. You shall have this dominion express. I've told you that you are kings and priests. You will experience it. Because you will be enthroned as a king to rule, to do what is right, to bring the set of righteousness down. To rule the people. So there are benefits for joining this army, for fighting in this army, for overcoming. Go to chapter 3. If you start from verse 5. He was speaking here to the church in Sardis. He said, he that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He says, it doesn't matter what your jurisdiction is. Whether you are in Ephesus, Spina, Pegamos, Asia, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, it doesn't matter. He said, you have no excuse. You can overcome. But if you do overcome, these are the benefits. He said, number one thing I will do for you. If you overcome, he said, one, I will give you a white cloth. And your name, I will not erase it from the book of life. Meaning, and you know, we usually have this conversation once in a while. For some that say, oh, once you come to Christ, and your name is written in the book of life, that's all. He said, no, that's not all. He said, that name can be erased. If you choose to live, that name can be erased. If you fail to overcome, that name can be erased. See what he said. He said, he that overcomes... I will not blot out his name from the book of life. What will happen to it that does not overcome? Selah. To the church in Philadelphia, verse 12, the Bible says, Him that overcomes, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God? That is, I will give you permanent residency. You will enjoy their presence. By the way, don't, don't travelize this. He said, I will make you a pillar. It's not even all the angels that see God, that are in his presence. It's something to boast about. Remember when angel Gabriel was speaking to Zechariah in the book of Luke chapter 1. Bible says, and when Zechariah the priest did not, uh, you know, apply faith when he heard the word of God that was brought to him by the mouth of his servant. Bible said, angel Gabriel boasted and said, I am Gabriel. Introduction. I stand in the presence of God. Meaning, is a privilege to stand in the presence of God. So, you, you are commonizing me. Me that stand in the presence of God. Meaning, it's not everybody that stands there. So, it is a benefit. When he says here, I will make you a pillar. I will make you a pillar. In the presence and in the temple of my God. And you shall not go out anymore. 
and I will write upon you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He said, You will be a signpost for me. Upon you, I will write mysteries, new names. I will post mysteries upon you. You see, before we get to that point, we begin to experience a foretaste of it. A foretaste. He said, I will put you in the place of his presence. You are fighting in the lost army. I will plant you in his presence. To the ones in Laodicea, in verse 21. Bible says to the ones who overcome, I will grant to sit with me in my throne. I love this one. Kai. He said, if you overcome, I will give you access to the throne room. You will sit with the king. You will sit with me. If you think this is small, tomorrow, tomorrow, try and go and sit with the senior pastor on, on the altar. Just, just to try this. You are a member, you are a worker, but you go and make a decision and say, during the service, I want to sit with the senior pastor. You can't. Why? The place is reserved. So, to come and sit with the king of kings on his throne is a big deal. Maybe if you think that is small. Tomorrow, try and go and sit with President Bwari in Asorok. Go and sit with him. In his throne room, in the villa. They will punch you. Why? That place is reserved. It's not everybody that can come to that circle. He said, but to him that overcomes. I will grant you not only privileged access to come into the place that Isaiah saw in Isaiah chapter 6 and Isaiah began to weep a whole prophet he began to weep he saw the glory of God he saw the throne of God he saw the beauty and splendor of it he saw the holiness all around he said Kai woe is me woe is me I'm a man of unclean lips I dwell among the people of unclean lips and I have seen the Lord the only one I have seen him angel said don't worry don't worry don't worry we'll clean you up we'll clean you up he took a cold with a tongue of fire I put on the scissors. I have made you clean. This call has touched your lips. And from that moment, something changed about Isaiah. He began to pray. Bible says, God asked, Who shall rise? He said, I'm here, I'm here. Don't look far. Who shall come into the army? Who is the next recruit? He said, I'm here, I'm here. So the Bible is telling us, He said, Those who overcome, I will grant you access to that throne room. You will sit with me. But what about those who don't overcome? Those who fail to join the army. They are, they've not even started. They didn't join the army. They didn't join the army of God. They didn't join. He said, they will be thrown out. They will be treated like people who did not even know Christ. Like people who never even believed on Christ. Let me show you something in um, Revelations 21. 21, if you go to verse uh, 7. Yes. Verse 7. The Bible says, He that overcomes, listen, listen, He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Verse, verse 8 is the very fearful one for me. He said, But the fearful, that is those who are too afraid to join the army, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the allmongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Second death. May we escape. In the name of Jesus, may we escape. Having told us the benefits of joining this army and fighting alongside the captain of the hosts of heaven and overcoming. 
What are the requirements? If you want to join this army, what are the requirements? I remember a, num- a number of years ago, myself and my younger brother, <laughs> we were looking for a job after, after NYC. <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> we were looking for a job. So, there was one advert placement. They said, ah, I think one of these um, government security agencies was recruiting. So, we carried ourselves. We, we, we carried our CV. We went there. I think the place was somewhere in Ikeja. And we went there. A lot of young people were looking for a job. They were recruiting. We were looking for a job. So we got there. They first left, left us on the field. We were there for maybe like four hours. We were standing. No seats anywhere. Everybody just roaming about. Going in, going out, going in, going out. Nobody came to address us. Then later, after like four hours, somebody came to address us. Everybody stay in line. The way we, uh, we did on the orientation camp. So everybody stood in line. And they said, so the first thing they will do is that we will come in with our uh, CVs, application form, blah, 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 and we will enter a room, one after the other. You go and take your measurements. It was with measurement they screened me out, me and my younger brother. They said we're not tall enough. There was a requirement they had in mind. They didn't say you didn't pass in school or you didn't have a good result. They said, but you're not tall enough. Many jobs, you see, they will tell you, oh, uh, if you're older than 24 or 25 or 26, you can't take this graduate entry job. There are requirements. To join the army of God, there are requirements. Are you ready? Number one requirement is citizenship. Somebody say citizenship. There is no serious government, no reasonable government allows foreigners to infiltrate his army. Except you have hired them as uh, mercenaries. No serious government. So the first requirement to join the army of a sovereign state, of a sovereign kingdom, the kingdom of God, is citizenship of the kingdom of God. You cannot fight in the army of God where you are not a child of God, where you are not a citizen of the kingdom of God. Remember what happened in the book of First uh, Samuel? I don't have time to read it. First Samuel chapter 29. Go and read from verse 1 to 5. Bible said, David had gone to do self-exile in the land of the Philistines. And it was living there quietly until a time where there was a war between the Philistines and Israel. Of course, that war that ended the life of Saul. And David and his men, they wanted to fight alongside the Philistines against Israel. The Bible says, the Philistine chiefs and senators, he said, they said to, to the host of David, he said, you cannot allow this David to join us to fight against his people. He said, when he gets to the battlefront, he will switch coats and begin to kill us, remove our head as price for reintegration. So, there is no sensible government that we allow foreigners to be in his army, that we allow terrorists to be in his army. is not a reasonable thing. It's not. So, the very first thing you need to do to join this army is to become a child of God. Is to be born again. Go with me to the book of 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Um, read from verse 4. Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He said, This is the first requirement, most basic requirement. You want to join and fight in this army, you must be born again. Requirement number one. Let me go to the second requirement. Requirement number two is that you must be old enough. 
It's a requirement of age. Requirement one, you must be a citizen. Number two, you must be old enough. Your age must be right. Somebody will say, Pastor Jenkins, you have started. What does age have to do with it? Yes. I know you say age is a number. But okay, maybe we should actually go to the book of Numbers. Go to the book of Numbers. Let's read the very first chapter. Book of Numbers. Go with me. Book of Numbers chapter 1, verse 1. Yes. Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tabernacle of the congregation, on the first day of the second month, in the second year, after that, they were come out of the land of Jews, saying, Take ye the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel. That is, the people you will choose must first and foremost be children of Israel. Citizenship. Hmm? After their families, by the house of their fathers, with the number of their names, every male by their post. That is, those who are registered citizens of heaven. Those whose names are written in the book of life. He said, look at it now. Verse 2. He said their names, their, their number of their names, everything is written, documented. Verse 3 is my emphasis. Numbers chapter 1 verse 3. He said, from 20 years old and upward, all that are able to go forth to war in Israel, thou and Aaron shall number them by their armies. Hmm? He said, before you can go and fight, you must be old enough battle on behalf of your country, your nation, your kingdom. It's not money for babies. He said, those who are 20 years old and above, those who are mature and have the ability, maturity, ability, maturity, ability. So you are in Club Daniel, you are 20 years and above. Whether it's Club Daniel Lagos or Club Daniel Abuja, he said, this is for you. You are mature and speaking physically now. You are mature. And this has nothing to do with chronological age. Mm -mm. He's speaking of spiritual age. Lord, help me. I'm looking at my time. Where I want to enter now. If I enter, this time will run. So I will just scratch it. He's saying it's not physical age because many of us, we run ourselves down. Say, I'm young, physically speaking. Who told you God is looking at your physical age? He's looking at your spiritual age. This is just symbolism. Symbolism. How long have you been with the Lord? It's not how many years. It's how much of Him that has entered into you. See, let me break it down. So, time is the unit of life, right? Time, time. Please pay attention. Follow me. Time is the unit of life, right? So, if you have life, you have time, correct? You cannot have life not having at time. So, life translates to time, time translates to life. I'm going somewhere. In this kingdom, how time is measured is by life. How much life you have is what determines your age spiritually. Somebody will hear me now and you will get this. God will help you. It's how much of the life of God that you have taken inside of you that determines your spiritual age. Jesus speaking in John chapter 6 verse 63. He said, the flesh profits nothing. Huh? He said, but the words that I speak to you, they are spirit, they are life. The letter kill it, but the spirit gives life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So as the word is coming to you, it is life, the life of God. So, hey. so as that life is coming to you, you are getting older in the spirit. You are maturing. He said like little bombays. First Peter 2. Desire the sincere milk of the word. Word, word, word. That you may grow thereby. 
that you may grow. So as the word is entering, you are growing. You are growing. First John chapter 2 verse 13. I cannot read. Kai, he said, these things I'm speaking to you, they will help your life. They will change your story. This word is not empty word. It is life. There is life in this word. Life. Life is inside this word. Go to John chapter. Give me John chapter uh, 17. John 17 verse 3. Yes. John 17. Holy Spirit help me. John 17 verse 3. Jesus said, And this is eternal life. (laughs) That they might know thee. The only true God. That is, the more of God you know, the more of the life of God you have, the older you are in the spirit and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So, if you take in Jesus, mom, if you fellowship more with Jesus, you fellowship more with his word, the life of God rolls more on you. You may be 20 years old. You can be older in the spiritual realm than somebody who is 60 years old in church. Do you understand? So, if you are going to be in this army, you need to grow up. To grow up, you must mature. You must mature. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible says, He called the disciples so that they might be with Him. That is, spend time with Him. As they are spending time with Him, His life is entering into them. He said, Then, 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 I will send you out to go and preach for Him. By the way, we will see later. Is a weapon. <laughs> the words we speak, they are weapons. That you might go and preach on my behalf. I will send you on my errand. You will go and fight in my army. Having first spent time with me. Fellowshipping with me. Taking of my life into you. So age is a key requirement to serve in this army. And that age is not time in the physical realm. But life that comes through the spiritual realm. That's how we measure age. So you can be young, physically speaking, but you can be old, spiritually speaking. Of course, the reverse is the case. Grow up, friends. Grow up, friends. Number three requirements for this recruitment is dedication. Number one requirement, I said citizenship. Number two is age. Number three is dedication. 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 Anybody who will serve in this army, we will screen you for dedication. This is where many people will be screened out. Many people will be screened out here. We will screen you for dedication. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. He said there is nobody who wants to serve in the army of the Lord that will be entangling himself with civilian affairs. He said no. You cannot be blending with the world. What they are doing is what you are doing. What they want to do is what you want to do. How they want to look is what how you want to look. You can't do that. You must focus on the army. Have you seen soldiers? Do you see them living beers like me? No. They have a coat. They have a dress coat. If you see a soldier, you know you have seen a soldier. A soldier does not entangle himself with civilian affairs. Of course. Except that soldier is like our own kind. Who have forgotten why they are here. That there is a kingdom, there is a territory to protect. And they have made good with the enemies of the kingdom. To loot the nations. Don't be like that. Soldiers who want to serve in the army of God. Must be proven for dedication. He will test you. He will test you. 
I want to read I want to read something to us Luke chapter Luke chapter 14 Luke chapter 14 I read from verse 20 25 I'm reading from the message version so that you get the message Bible says one day when large groups of people were talking along with him him being Jesus Jesus turned and told them anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father mother spouse children brothers sisters yes even one's own self can't be my disciple you want to follow me I'm the general you want to serve in my army as a soldier he said you can't do that until you have learned to let others go and let yourself go he said you can't follow me anyone who won't shoulder his own cross and follow behind me can't be my disciple anyone who desires comfort who desires their own interests their own ambitions who want to preserve their own mind their own body their own everything he says sorry when you serve in my army sometimes you look as if you have lost your mind only that you have switched your mind to the mind of Christ and so when you deploy the mind of Christ sometimes people read you to be a stupid person because you are using the mind of Christ he said come and join my army if you are going to be in this army dedication will be something we will screw you for it's not for everybody it's for those who are ready last but not the least what other quality do I want to talk about if you are going to serve in the army of the Lord this quality is courage somebody say courage courage I beg you today please don't be offended that this is tough and long it's for our own good it's for training it's for training go with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20 Bible says in verse 1 of the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20 it says when thou goest out to battle against thy enemies and seize us his chariots and a people more than thou be not afraid of them for the Lord thy God is with thee somebody say courage he said don't be afraid it doesn't matter whether the people on the side of the enemy they are more in number than us they don't be afraid why because your God is with you that brought you out of the land of Egypt the place of bondage and darkness he said he's with you and it shall be when you come near unto the battle that the priests shall approach and speak unto the people and say unto them here O Israel ye approach this day unto the battle against your enemies let not your heart faint fear not and do not tremble neither be ye terrified because of them he said if you are going to stand and fight in the army of God fear cannot go with you he goes on he says different different things let me go to verse um, verse 8 Verse 8 says, And the officers shall speak further unto the people. And they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return unto his house. Lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his own heart. He says, see, fear is contagious. If you as a soldier carry fear, he said you will spread it in the camp. We don't want that to happen. Carry your fear and go home. You can't serve in the Lord's army. If you are fearful, you know, we read it in Revelation 21 the other time. It says, those who are fearful, he said they will go and experience second death. Hmm? So fear is incompatible with this journey. It cannot work. He told uh, Joshua, 
In the book of Joshua chapter 1, if you read from verse 6 to 9, he told him three times, in, in three verses, said, fear not. Do not be afraid. Be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. Why? You cannot be in the soldier. You cannot be a soldier, rather, in the army of God without courage. Let the Lord be a general. He said there was a time I knew you were strong. You and Caleb, you said, yes, we can take we can take this place. We can take this mountain. Give me this mountain. He said, but now this mountain is bigger. And the requirement is bigger. You as the general now, you need to be strong. Your faith needs to be stronger. Your courage needs to be stronger. If you are going to serve in this army, say, you must be proven to have courage. Because there will be things that will intimidate you. That will terrify you. And this is why I'm making this call. This call for you to submit your application. Bring your CV forward. Are you of age? Are you a citizen? Are you dedicated? Are you courageous? This army is for you. Step forward. Step forward because the recruiter is still recruiting. Matthew chapter 20. The Bible said, early in the morning, he said the landowner, the recruiter, he went out in the first hour, in the third hour, in the sixth hour, in the ninth hour, he went to recruit people. He recruited the Joshua generation. He recruited Caleb. He recruited David. He recruited Daniel. He said at this 11th hour, in 2022, he's looking for new recruits. Remember, it's the same benefit. It's the same reward for the 11th hour people and the first hour people. He said, jump in and cash in. This is a good time to enter the workforce of God. Come and join the army. Join the army. It's time to join the army. Everyone who overcomes, there's a reward for you. Even if you join now at the 11th hour. Like David, jump into the ring and say, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the army of God? I want to go and defeat him because he is defying the army of God. Don't sit on the fence. Don't be like the brothers of David. Don't be like Saul the king who were hiding. Who knew that the lost name was being ridiculed. But they did nothing about him. Step into the battlefield. Throw in your CV. Say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve in your army. I want to be recruited. I want to fight for you. I'm not too young. I'm not too young. If David could do it at 17, I can do it today. I can do it today. I want to stretch and enter this army. If David had waited, endless, meaningless killing of people would have continued to happen. But because David stood, the Bible said Goliath fell and the Philistines ran off. God is waiting for you to rise and come and join this army. Maybe you are the one we have been waiting for. Maybe you are David. We have all been timid. We are afraid. Many of us are afraid to step into the battlefield. God is saying, I need new recruits. The ones I have, they are tired. They can no longer carry this battle to the enemy's gate. The Bible says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not triumph over him. God is saying, but my soldiers are tired. I need new recruits. I need younger people. Are you ready? By your heads. By your heads. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. The church is marching on. The gates of hell cannot prevail against her. But the people of God must rise and volunteer. They must be volunteer in the day of his power. The people must be willing. The people must be volunteers. Are you ready to volunteer? He said, Lord, today I answer this noble call to join the army of righteousness. In this end times, I know that you are still
need to recruit them because I can see that there is a mighty outpouring. You are raising the people who are seeking you. You are pouring out your spirit as prophesied by Joel in Joel 2.28. Lord, I want to join this army. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. I give you some minutes to pray. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, I answer this noble call. I answer this noble call. I want to join the army to fight for you. I want to fight. I want to do the good fight of faith. I want to stand and use my weapons right. I want to understand the strategy for victory. I want to be an overcomer. I want to be an overcomer. The benefits that have been spoken about, about those who overcome, I want those benefits to be mine. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, let this be your prayer. All through this week, let this be your prayer. Say, Lord, I surrender and I join this army. In the name of Jesus Christ. For those of us who are already there, I pray for you that the grace to keep standing, to keep fighting, to keep trialing in this army and to overcome ultimately. May it rest upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone who is saying, I'm not even a citizen. Let alone join the army. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the Lord Jesus Christ will perfect what He has started in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, that the Lord Himself will lead you to the fullness of truth. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. For those of us who are yet to find Jesus and to know Him personally as Lord and Savior, I invite you. I invite you where you are, right where you are now. You can make a decision that will change your life. A decision that will change your life. Just say after me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I cannot help myself against the world that is going on around me. I want to be an overcomer. I want to sit with you on the throne as becoming of overcomers. Lord, help me. Admit me to your kingdom. I, re- I relinquish every right I have to decide for myself. And I submit to you, to your lordship. I follow you. I follow the Lamb from this time forth and forevermore. In the name of Jesus. If you pray that prayer from the bottom of your heart, I assure you, you are born of God. And your growth can begin today. I invite you to plug into church. We have services here every Saturday. We have our local churches in Lagos at the headquarters church. We have in Aja, we have in Festac, we have in Abuja, we have in Houston, Texas. You can plug yourself into any of our branches or any Bible believing church around you. It's for the kingdom. Enter the kingdom and the Lord will steady your feet. You will fight the battles of the Lord and you shall overcome in the name of Jesus. Join us next week as we go to the next level. Strategy above weapons. Put your hands together for Jesus and God bless you real good. Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 stroke 42 Imam Dauda Street off Eric Mosso, Lagos. God bless you.